This is the We Are Outdoorsmen podcast, built by outdoorsmen for outdoorsmen, presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Luer. Top line. Top line just got this. Yes, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. There we go. Oh, she does it again. Welcome back to the We Are Doorsman podcast presented by Herod Outdoors and Max Lure. And we got a beat brand hat on, so beat brand. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> how do you sneak that in? Oh, there? yeah, I just kind of uh, right in there. We, we're doing a little different today. We're actually recording this one live on uh, Facebook, so you'll be able to see that there. But, uh, we also got some cameras going, so we're, we we got a whole setup here at the uh, We Are Outdoorsman Studios yeah. in uh, Leavenworth, Washington. We got special coffee going. We got a great guest on the show today, Eric Magnuson, and uh, mm. it's kind of weird seeing you behind me. Kind of nervous. <laughs> little nervous well, yeah you guys put me over in a corner and tell me not to move just yeah. don't yeah, move don't move don't there's actually move. a fence over there too so you can't get out <laughs> uh yeah so what's been going on well just got back from turkey hunting how'd turkey hunting go you know it started out with a bang as usually you see <laughs> things go got one first morning and then uh-oh had a tough time getting it to come in we should have probably had another we had some bad luck and then and then it kind of sounds like our fishing story. Then the weather changed. <laughs> of course. It yeah. started raining and the wind was blowing. And yeah, you know the story at that point. <laughs> yeah. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, it's okay. the only episode he can. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you said that on the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, <laughs> well, it's been we're a little going while. into turkey season. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're going into. So let's. So you went down to Oregon, right? Yeah, I was down out of Medford. Okay. Yep. Went down with the Workshop guys. It was a lot of fun. We had a great time, and we got a great story. We really do. Uh, country is gorgeous. If you've not been down there and hunted in the oaks, uh, well, and the other thing is poison oak. Yeah. Holy crap! A lot. Oh my God. Yeah. You wouldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, there were some places where it was thick like snowberry. Yeah. Thick. Yeah. And. I, uh, one morning we were out there, we go out and we get set up and I got this little fence thing so we can put the camera behind it, you know, and we set the fence up and it's kind of dark and we, and there's a bird coming in and I sit down and I'm straddling, you know, I got my legs spread out around the, the tripod and then, you know, a bird starts coming in, gets light and, and, uh, he goes behind a tree and, and Josh can't get a shot. Okay. So then I'm sitting there, it's getting light and I look down and between my legs is poison oak. <laughs> that's the one place you probably don't want poison oak and i read had and at one point you know first thing in the morning i had reached down and snapped something off because it was in my way you know? <laughs> so here i'm a breaking poison breaking oak, poison oak, oak my hand there you go. And, oh my sure. gosh i had gloves on thank goodness we are outdoorsmen <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it takes it to a whole new level but oh but achy. it but it was fun i mean it's and it really is i'm serious Th- that area down there is gorgeous it is isn't it? gorgeous yeah i lived down there for two years Did, oh yeah right right and and i'll tell you what i i really enjoyed that you know j- the topography from up here you know in in yeah. eastern washington and in western washington is just totally different right and uh you know the amount of of wild game you know i, I I lived on that that private uh, cow ranch, cattle ranch uh-huh. that, that was up there that was total lockdown, and you know, I mean, there was everything. There was turkeys, oh. geese, ducks, 
bear, cougars, deer, I mean, all kinds. Yeah, it's, elk, deer. You know, every time out yeah. we saw everything. It was yeah, it was yeah. It was, it's a beautiful yeah. area. It's pretty awesome. Had fun. So you got a bird. We got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So t- Thanksgiving's still on. Well, you know, we ate some of it right there. I had to make the old um, turkey shank. Turkey right. shank. Ooh, is like the brown shank. Yeah. So Ooh. you. <laughs> What? <laughs> Cut. No, you 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 made a brown shank last year. I yeah. Did. <laughs> what? Oh my God! Don't go there again, man. Didn't that happen? We're, we're going on. I yes, did. it did. I brown the shanks. Yeah, yes, I did. We're starting to go off so the rail. This is the same thing that you know, like you do with like deer and elk shank, except there he goes into the shanks. Shank. Like moist. It's like a weird word. Yeah. Shank. Moist. Okay. Legs. <laughs> Legs and thighs for those of you who do not like the word shank, <laughs> or, or we could call it asubuco, which is its actual name, shank. Mm. But anyway, for turkey legs and thighs, moist thighs. You put, <laughs> you, you, you put them in a Dutch and you braise them for like six hours, and it's like killer. So next level turkey feast. Next level shank. Yeah. All right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Bobby and I didn't do any hunting. We've been doing nothing. Um, Working. That's it. But uh, <laughs> giving me crap afar. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, you've been gone, and we haven't been able to hang out. Yeah, we haven't been able to do anything. And I you mean... know, we only use you for your boat. <laughs> I do know that. <laughs> That's a fact. Hey, Rich, can we go fishing today? <laughs> oh no, I've got to go do. Uh, you know, I've got some wildfire, uh, oh, wildfire brown shank thing going. Here it comes. Training people to run into fires, which to me sounds extremely counterproductive. But, um, well, you know, yeah. I'd run away from the fire. Yeah. You talked about leading them into fires, yeah. or are you talking about leading fire crews? Both. Both leading Both. them in. Wow, this is awful advice. <laughs> this is what we. This is what hey. We, Hey, PhD. Oh, don't even go. I know. Don't even. Yeah, Yeah, he's got a weatherman. Here here comes complimentary (laughs) UW. I think still annoys the hell out of me. It's my state, so I can say whatever I I want. I think it might even be in the picture over there. I think I got it in there. (laughs) Oh, he just had to move the camera just enough to get it. Oh. (laughs) I actually have never even taken my diploma out of its like. Yeah. Package well, that it got well you noticed that no one really was surprised the two of you so it was like... surprised it even showed up oh. um so <laughs> trout fishing we uh yep we, need, we, we we went trout fishing a few weeks ago and but we haven't done any like the lowland stuff no um i've seen let's a lot go, let's go hit a lake let's go let's go fishing okay <laughs> He says Let's just that. go. We should, but should we just get up and go now? To, after all of this, I yeah. wanted to talk about because we talk all the time about trolling and we talk about, you know, everything that you. Well, we don't. That's all we do is troll. But you can. We have so many products. No, that's does not that you true. Can cast. That's not true. What have we done? We don't just troll. Well, we jig, but it's it's all it's all out of a boat. And we cast out of a boat too. We don't do we, cast Bobby? out of a boat. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah remember Conconelli? I told you. I said we got to go down to that that influx down there. I'm telling you, there's there's the big fish will be down there. That's what we did. Yeah, third cast. Yep, four and, pound rainbow, and we did it at Chelan many times. Oh yeah, we caught one cutthroat. 
that was with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, because we don't have <laughs> hey, you know, together. you know, this is starting. Now I'm minute. starting to understand it. He, he thinks it, it's it, the two of us. Exactly. I think it's him. Exactly. You and I have done great. I do just fine with just Richie. <laughs> oh, 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 here no. we go. Here we go. <laughs> now it's Bobby. <laughs> now it's yeah. Oh, he turns you, this around. You're in the barrel now. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh I've seen uh, just a ton of people getting pictures, you know, everyone's starting to fish. Yep. Yeah. And you're getting, you know, for me as a content guy, it's great. You know, pro staff is sending stuff in and, you know, because we're working so hard. Mm-hmm. I can't really be out there getting the content. So, mm-hmm. um, But a lot of people are throwing crip lures and all sorts of stuff off the bank for a lot of these trout. These Promise keepers. Promise keepers. <laughs> Promise keepers work great. They are great. should have John Cruz on here to do an hour episode. Yeah. Of Promise <laughs> John, John, Promise knows, Keeper Cruz. Yeah, he knows how to use them, but they do. They, they're a trout killer. They oh, are. yeah. They work great. I can't resist when you when you got them in stock. They can't resist. <laughs> yeah, when, well, no, the the cripplers an awesome one. Have you ever casted the the humdinger much? The humdinger, the the half ouncer. I, I've not done real well casting the half ouncer. The cripplur, I have absolutely mauled kokanee yeah. trout. Uh, I've caught silvers on it. You know, mm-hmm. coho. Um, it, it works fantastic. Yeah, but you were talking yesterday. You ne- you've never really jigged for the kokanee on Schland, but it sounds like no, you, you can, but no one really does it. Well, part here's part of the problem. the 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 reason that that you, the reason that, that Odell works so great for for jigging, is because for who? Well, <laughs> yeah, you have well. to you have to go when it's not snowing. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, no, I blame but, Barbie. Yeah, Barbie. Barbie yeah. did it exactly. Yeah, that's but another story. The the problem that you've got, Britain, is you have to have concentrated fish, and you know we we all saw this. I saw more more kokanee in that lake than I've ever seen anywhere in my life, yeah, and, no, and I've crawling. been to a lot of lakes, kokanee fishing, and when you have them stacked like that, it's very easy to jig them. Chelan is such a large lake that you get you get pods of fish. If you can stay over the top of them, you can jig them. But it's a matter of them not moving. So you have to jig them later in the spring when they're down in the lower basin when they're they're stacked up. But at that point, you might as well just troll through them. Well, you can exactly exact because it's just. It, you know, it's one after the other. Mm-hmm. You know, when when they're stacked up down in that shallower water, it's easy easy to to troll through them and you know hook up four fish. Jigging is is an absolute blast. I've done it. Uh, I did it on Buffalo Lake mm-hmm. and and caught fish yeah. because of the fact that they were they were concentrated. There was a large group of fish and they weren't moving. So it, it works great, but you have to have them concentrated. Well, you, you know, it was interesting and. I think it was just really kind of the conditions that we had at Odell. I mean, the ice had just come off that lake. I mean, like, oh yeah, yeah, man, it was cold. But uh, you know, the fish that we caught, which was only three or whatever, sure, we were casting a sonic bait fish, hooked off the nose, yeah. casting it and retrieving it like you would for trout in a stream or something, yeah, yeah. Uh, rather than just jigging, you yeah. know, hooking it on the back, treating it like a blade bait kind yep. of a thing, because they were so on the surface, yes. They were just all over, and that was fun. I mean, that was something 
I could really get into casting that wherever you see yes. the little buggers jump, you know. <coughs> and that was a blast. Mm. I, and there aren't too many lakes where you see fish after the sun comes up on the surface that way. So that was a little unique. I mean, I don't, I don't see kokanee on the surface like that a lot. Well, no, but like I said, you know, we, we've all talked about it. I've never seen that many there was a kokanee lot of fish in, in, that in one small lake like that in my entire life. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. There's a, there a lot of fish there. <coughs> we, we just couldn't get them to bite. No, no, no. It, it was, you know, I, I, hooked, no one could. I hooked three no one fish on, on a Sonic and lost all three of them. Yeah. Well, we were just lucky. And, and you know, it was just, but we also saw that the guides that were out there, they were catching no fish. Yep. You know, nobody was catching fish. But regardless, it when it's on, that yep. lake, that's why that lake works yep. so well for jigging. Right. Is because your, your fish are concentrated. They're all together. They're not moving around much. You can stay up over the top of right. them relatively easy. And, you know, when you run stuff down by them, they're going to bite. Right. Exactly. So... But Britain's original question, you know, or, or what he brought up is, is the fact of jigging on Chelan. Once you get those fish to where they're not moving real fast mm-hmm. and you've got a concentration of fish, you can jig them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Just It'd be nice to people do it. I yeah. haven't really done a lot yeah. of it. You oh, know, it's fun. Obviously, we, we did the uh, Odell trip and it was kind of, you know, just rough conditions, but... Uh, Barbie. One of the other new lakes that, yeah. you know, I don't want to blow up, but people are starting to catch fish, you know, kokanee and is Wapato. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they're they're catching some fish out there. There's some decent sized fish and, you know, the the state has actually started started planning a number of, of smaller lakes right. with kokanee because of the fact that, you know, let's face it, kokanee's the biggest uh, the largest growing faction in the fishing industry out here in the Pacific Northwest by far than any any other fishery mm-hmm. and it's because of you know our issues we won't go into the whole wdfw program. but we could well We're we live. could but we could but uh there yeah it probably wouldn't be good but uh because of the fact that so many people are getting into it you know it, it it's a huge huge fishery right exactly so yeah there's no there's no doubt um it's popular and it's growing yep and you know, let's face it, they're really good to eat and they're fun to catch. Yeah, oh, and, absolutely. You know, and you never know when a lake's going to start producing a, a pretty decent sized fish. Sure, and that makes it even funner. You know, sure. So, and you know, Schland this year Schland's is, is just to do weird. It Schland starting to get size again. Finally, man. Well, you know, they you you'll catch a bunch of those twelve inch fish, and then you'll catch a fourteen, right, or a fifteen, exactly. And you know, it it's it's fun. Yeah, you know, it, it's very very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot of other lakes in the state that uh, produce some nice fish, and that's why we have Eric Magnuson on today to talk about them. Um, he's going to go into a little bit in depth into, uh, you know, he's a huge ice fisherman, but he does a lot of trout fishing, a lot of walleye fishing throughout the state. So we're going to have him on here shortly right after the break. And uh, when we get back, we'll uh, kind of recap that and then uh, wrap it all up. So uh, we'll be back in a second. Hi, folks. I want to tell you about the uh, new Northwest Outdoorsman 9-foot kokanee trolling rod. 
It is a nine foot rod that is basically designed for the outside lead rods. It's six to 12 pound, has a heavy butt section, light tip section, so that it really feels good catching a small fish and yet is capable of handling big fish and heavier leads. If you go to heritoutdoors.com, you can take a look at the uh, rods that he's got on there and they are absolutely fantastic. We are live at the Bighorn Adventure Show in Spokane, Washington, and joining us today is Eric Magnuson, a uh, Maxler Pro Staffer, Team Plum Dog Outdoors member, and uh, we've been hanging out here at the show all week, and uh, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, the show's been phenomenal, actually. It picked up really good yesterday and Saturday, and today's Sunday, last day, and we're getting quite a good flow of people coming through. Yeah, it's been good. You've uh, been doing a few seminars throughout the weekend. What have you uh, been talking about? So Thursday I had one about area lakes, just talking about what lakes to be focusing on this time of year. Um, Friday I had one on ice fishing, of course, uh, just ending the season. And uh, yesterday I had one on rainbow trout in our local lakes on what to use and where to catch them. Most people probably know of you, you know, from social media and doing a lot of ice fishing stuff. When did you start doing ice fishing? And, uh, you know, talk a little bit about Clum Dog Outdoors, too. So yeah, I've ice fished since, honestly, since I was younger, but professionally, probably for the last 10 years. Um, it's just kind of my passion. I just love it. Um, I, I fish year round, but really focusing on that ice fishing. Uh, just really became a, more of a hobby and just kind of pushing the sport out here. It wasn't so popular like it is across the Midwest. And uh, my ultimate goal 10 years ago was to get that sport to grow out here. And I truly believe it has. Um, the last 10 years, it's really taken off. Yeah, it really has. Um, something I'm trying to get a little bit more into. Luckily, I've been able to go out with you and uh, kind of learn the ropes. That was my first true ice fishing trip down at Cascade Lake. What, what, where do you think, where, where are the, some of the bigger lakes in this area that, that it's really growing and, the, you know, the potential for it to grow even more? So the hottest lake everyone wants to go hit is Curlew. Uh, statewide is Curlew. It's, it's right there in the middle, so everyone meets there. But if it's not that, uh, guys are really keen on those uh, walleye lakes because, you know, walleye is not, walleye is a popular fish, but not to Washington. You know, they don't like them in our lakes, but if they can find a lake with a walleye in them, they uh, tend to head that way. Speaking of walleye, because I, I, I desperately want to catch a walleye through the ice. Uh, Banks Lake was actually frozen over enough that uh, a couple guys in the ice fishing circle were pulling some walleye out later in the year. Um, it, is is that kind of the only place to kind of go catch walleye through the ice, or are you talking about some other lakes around here that you can actually go find walleye through the ice? So, yes, yeah, so on those uh, back pothole lakes, uh, not only banks, but go search like Scootney Reservoir. Um, I believe also, um, I'm sorry, Swan Lake, I believe also as well. Uh, but a lot of those lakes that are connected to those canals, you'll find uh, walleye back in there. And this was one of the years that those lakes froze too. Not every year those southern lakes froze. There's one like uh, Jim Davis, one of our new pro staffers. He's a kayak fisherman, but he does a lot of, uh, you know, ice fishing. He, he pulled a ton. Have you heard of Rock Lake? Yeah. Rock Lake over there. Rock Lake? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So he pulled a lot of perch out of there. Do you predominantly fish for perch through the ice, or what else do you fish for? Uh, prom mostly perch and uh, crappie through the ice. We do target rainbows on certain lakes that we were fishing. Uh, once in a while, we'll set tip-ups for pikes. Pike and... Uh, 
muskie. We fish a lot over in Idaho as well, so pike's pretty prevalent. Uh, and a lot, we also target kokanee under ice. One of the things you got, and you probably do enjoy thoroughly, is the burbot fishing through the ice. And it's something that I haven't done a ton of, but you had a lot of success with. Now, Max Lure, we don't make a ton of you know, ice-specific gear, but there was a lure you used quite a bit this year that worked very well for burbot. And uh, you want to talk a little bit about that lure? Yeah, so that sonic bait fit in that three and a quarter ounce to uh, an ounce sonic bait fish with that uv glow was just killing it um, i i really did great with the white and the orange and yeah we just pound the bottom we either put some cut bait on there or some worms and maybe a little scent and we just pound the bottom we work typically in the daylight uh, hours we work deep and then as it progresses into the night we follow those crawdads up into the shallows and uh, that's what those burbot do they follow the crawdad migration and yeah they're a great fun fish to catch in the winters we'll keep a few keepers uh, small eaters the bigger ones we tend to let go it's a very sensitive fishery sure and uh, it takes them a while to get that big yeah I always stress just so if you're gonna plan on keeping a couple just maybe keep a couple of the 16 to 20 inches and let those big 30 inches go yeah yeah. yeah, it's a fun fishery. Uh, normally, we're targeting uh, Bead Lake. Okay. And so you're smacking the bottom. Is that just trying to, you know, is it pretty sandy bottom or silty bottom that you're just trying to, like, you know, drum up? I mean, that's kind of how we did up on Curlew this last, for last year. For the perch, we were just smacking bottom and then just chase, you know, having them chase it up the water column to bring them in. Uh, is that you doing something similar with the, the burbot? Very similar. And those burbot, they, they just lay right in the muck. They do that. Okay. That's their place. They tend to lay and uh, yeah you just bang the bottom and they don't have the greatest eyesight so when we are fishing them that's why I'm using that scent and that's the glow yeah you got to use glow they really key in on that and yeah you just pound that bottom and disturb it and that really draws them in they, they they're thinking it's a crawdad moving around sure so yeah it draws them in um, and the same thing it's almost like cat and mouse if you lift it and try to get them to chase mm -hmm. and if they don't a lot of times they'll pick it up on the fall and then by the time you rip it back up, they're on. So you're setting the hook on the jig. And so you're targeting those. You're a, a big believer and user of the Vexilar, uh, the Vexilars. Are you able to see those fish buried down there, or are you just kind of, you know, do you have to get them moving before you can actually you know, see so them what's, on there? So what's great about uh, a few of the models of the Vexilars, especially with the uh, FLX28 and the FLX30, it has an auto zoom that I can zoom in the last six feet mm -hmm. of the bottom of the water column yeah. so that really zooms in that mud line yeah. and you can see those fish it almost looks like a heartbeat sure and you know that's a fish just hugging that bottom yeah so same thing just start pounding there and once you get them to rise out of that uh mud you'll see that separation from the bottom and those sure. little marks will come up but yeah those vexlars they come in handy they're incredible and i mean if you really want to be ice fishing consistently and want to have a ton of success on the ice kind of a must-have it is and you know you don't have to go with a flasher unit there's plenty of other fish finders out there that will suit people's needs for years we fish blind yeah. we, we drill a hole drop your lure down and you just hope and pray you didn't know what was down there you know yeah. so yeah those vexlars will tell you if there's a uh, weeds down there if there's rocks mm -hmm. if there's fish how deep how those fish are reacting to the lure you're using. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, they they take a lot of the guesswork out of fishing and sure. put, put you into the fish. Yeah, when I, I first used it when we were down in Cascade, and when you first look at it, you know, the radial type dial and stuff, it almost looks a little intimidating. intimidating. It 
is very once you just I mean after you catch one fish on it or you, you know you start seeing some fish on there it becomes extremely easy to use we're definitely moving out of vice fishing I asked you the other day I was like so you done and you're like well I kind of pulled out some ice fishing gear for the seminar series you, you gonna try to get out and maybe get a couple more trips on the ice or you know I think I am calling it quits the, there is some safe ice still up in the chain lakes up in Colville uh, curlew still fishable but uh, it is coming to a quick end. Yeah. We're staying steady in the 50 degrees during the day, and it does take a toll on the ice. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'm ready to pull some wedding rings and some uh, worm crawler or harnesses for some walleye. And yeah. I'm just ready to get the boat out. So uh, today's actually the first day of spring. Talk a little bit about over on the east side of the state. Where are you fishing for you know trout, kokanee, walleye, that type of stuff? And uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Typically, I start out my season with walleye, and I head straight to uh, the the Larm of the Spokane River. Yep. Just pulling uh, crank or not crankbaits. I'm sorry, once in a while, but mostly just pulling uh, bottom bouncers. Yeah. And some uh, smile blades. Yeah. And then uh, if I'm going for kokanee, I'm usually if I'm not staying at Roosevelt, I'm probably heading to Bead Lake, maybe Loon Lake when that does open. That's not open yet, but it will be soon. And for trout fishing, I really, I really love Rock Lake. Mm-hmm. Rock Lake's a great trout fishery, and so is uh, Williams. Okay. Williams is a great lake as well. Is there uh, much size out of those lakes, or just kind of just fun, you know, trout fishing? So uh, Williams, you'll get a few good sized fish out of there. Is it all uh, rainbows, or? So there are different strains of rainbows. Sure. They, they actually come from uh, like a trout lodge, and Clink's Resort stocks that lake with okay. those fish. So you'll get bigger fish in that lake. Uh, Long Lake actually is a phenomenal trout fishery and it's real close to Spokane. Mm -hmm. um, that's putting out like 18 inch rainbows on nice. average and real quick limits. Yeah. And, then, and that's just as simple as using a sling blade and a wedding ring. Mm -hmm. You get your limits really quick. Yeah. Is there any uh, you know, colors you're kind of focusing on when you're on these lakes? Uh, most colors I focus on are maybe perch patterns to uh, chartreuse or whites. Yeah. And you, honestly the only smile blade I not only when I use, but the one I lean towards is that UV glow yeah. on a lot of my stuff. UV glow versus money, money blade for walleye, trout, kokanee, whatever you yeah. want. It's usually in my starting line of everything. Uh, and so you mentioned Loon Lake. Uh, you and Richie and Bobby went out and did a nighttime kokanee jigging show, and that looked like a ton of fun. It is. Now, we've been doing it here for years. It's kind of a you know really popular uh, way of fishing in Loon Lake is the night. Fishing, you're just still fishing in the boat. You anchor up. We put lights out, uh -huh. and it kind of just creates a whole life cycle of uh, the plankton and you the bait fish. You can see You can see them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's like a big cloud of plankton. Yeah, and it just draws in this whole life cycle. And um, all we we're using is just your simple little, uh, I think, a number six, number eight glow hook. Yep. A little bit of split shot to get you down there. Mm -hmm. Tip it with a piece of shoe peg form, maybe a couple maggots. Yeah. And yeah, it was on fire. That was a great day. And you charging up the glow hooks before you drop them down? Yeah. So on our Bex Large, we have these little UV yeah, glow rings. Yeah. And you just put them in there and that UV light glows up those uh, glow hooks really good. And yeah. Give about 10, 15 minutes of glow down there. Bring it back up. Just recharge it. Yep. It takes five seconds and yep. drop it back down. It was a little bit slow for you guys starting out, but then you guys really got into the fish. Yeah. I, uh, I'm kind of weird. I always get there early. Yeah. I like to get my spot that I typically fish um, on a regular and I'll get there, get that whole, uh, get everything set up. Cause typically you want to be in position. You don't want, you want your uh, anchors to be in place. Sure. Uh, you don't want to be drifting at all. 
So I get everything set up, I get my lights out, and uh, yeah, it did take a little bit to find the fish or get the fish moving in. That's always a little nerve-wracking when the cameras are on you. Oh, yeah. It's like being a guide, you know, you want mm. to produce the fish. And yeah. So, but yeah, they showed up, and we got Bobby on the limit, and Richie got his limit. I actually let him get away from the camera, and yeah. he was able to fish, and it was a good night. Yeah, Bobby and Richie called me about midnight, and they're like, oh, look at this bucket of fish we got. And I was like, oh, yeah, it must be nice, guys. Well, well I had to work the next day. Yeah. I had to get up in like four hours, and uh, I told him, I'm like, you guys, I can't, I don't have time to clean all these. Uh, you know? yeah. They're like, we will do it. So <laughs> they were happy. No, that's awesome. Um, we'll close it out with it. So you're part of uh, Team Clum Dog Outdoors. Uh, yes. Talk a little bit about Clum Dog Outdoors. Really cool group of guys you guys got there. Yeah, so a close grit, uh, group of guys. We uh, do a little fishing and hunting videos. Uh, Brian Clum, who started the group, is a full-time guide now, and he guides local lakes. Uh, we're more out for education purposes. Sure. Uh, just teaching the younger generation of fishermen and fisher gals that are coming up. Just trying to teach a sport, education-wise, uh, safety, just showing what's out there locally, uh, exposing our local lakes, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. And we were talking about that yesterday, or the other day, it was, you know, we all just want to kind of help grow the sport. That's the whole name of the game with all of this. You know, we could sit here and tell you about every single lure that would work forever, but we really want to teach you how to use the lures and make it a successful day on the water, you know. Um, it's really cool what you guys what you guys do. Can you tell them where to find you guys on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube? Yeah. So uh, if you just go in and Facebook and uh, look up Clum Dog Outdoors, uh, that will lead you to all of our uh, YouTube channels and uh, even the website. We've got building going on here, uh, and that will lead you to the Instagram as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, you guys can find Eric on Facebook, just Eric Magnuson, and then on Instagram at Eric. Dot Magnuson 1967? 1969, I believe. 1969, anyway. Uh, you type in Eric Magnuson, it'll probably show up right there. Eric is an uh, awesome resource for Max Lure. If you have any questions, I'm sure he's more than happy to uh, help, help uh, answer those for you. That was fun. Uh, he came over to the Bighorn show with me, and he did some seminars. <laughs> seminars he did were good, if there was anyone there. His seminar started like the minute the the show started, yeah. so it was extremely difficult to do a seminar when you got nobody in there yet. The, well, yeah, no. The seminar started before one person was even allowed to walk in the building. Right. Yeah. So right. it was difficult. But uh, he ended up having a couple others that ended up really good. And um, anyway, it was cool to sit down with him and talk. We've been able to fish. Once, twice, twice, a couple times. Couple no. times well, yeah. you guys got to fish with them on, on Loon Lake, which we'll talk about in a sec. But sure, we got to go down and do that Lake Cascade ice fishing, which is super fun. And we've talked ad nauseum about it on here, but uh, <laughs> that was just so much fun. And uh, Eric's a great guy to have on on board. He's prim primarily an ice fisherman, but you know he's a fisherman, so he's fishing you know those those other lakes and um, you know good good uh, resource of, of knowledge and that clum door that clum dog crew is uh really good you know same type of thing helping grow the sport you know yep. teach people how to fish you know all that sort of stuff 
and and we kind of figured that out how much of a hardcore ice fisherman he was when we fished at Loon Lake. That was a night fishing for kokanee, <laughs> and he pulls out his Lexars and puts them in either corner of the boat, and we and he basically it felt like we were ice fishing. Yeah, oh yeah, which was pretty damn ingenious if you ask me, because it worked good, didn't it, Bobby? Oh, it worked fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Gee, mean Christmas. You got you got those. You know, we put the lights on the water, so you know it helps draw fish to that light. As far as you know, bringing the kokanee in, but the thing is, you get everything else in that lake that comes to it, and then you've got the lexars on there, and you and you've got fish on the on the the graph. I mean, it's it just <laughs> you know, there, there's fish all the way up and down. Of course, you put your your. It, we were fishing with a with a glow hook, mm-hmm. fishing with a straight glow hook. That's it. And you'd start dropping it down, and fish would be coming up and attacking your glow hook. And I mean, we're talking everything from what did we catch, Rich? Uh, bluegill, you caught or some bluegill. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there was a trout. Oh yeah, trout going big through. Trout. Actually, Eric lost a yeah. big trout. Yeah, you got that on video too. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like all oh, gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's like shoot. Well, it it it. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that, that uh, fishing at night was something that, uh, you know, I told you guys that a, a friend of mine grew up or uh, went to school over there. And one of the things that he used to go back over east of the mountains when I was living down in southwest Washington, he'd go back every year and go fish Loon Lake at night because they actually had some really big kokanee in there, mm-hmm. like 16, 17-inch fish, that they would go back over and catch a limit of fish and, and do you know just phenomenal on that and i've always wanted to do this fishery and when when eric said hey let's 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 do this i thought holy cow this is fantastic yeah we're we in. got we got to do it we're in yeah yeah we're in <laughs> it's fun so he's just fun to hang around with oh yeah and then yeah. of course he bagged on me the whole time yeah he did you know, which is oh, perfect that's why i liked him so much. oh yeah exactly <laughs> you know you know he gets out there and he catches a fish and and i get bit and miss a fish and he catches another fish, and, and it just goes on. And by the time he's up to like seven, I, I'm starting to get tight jawed. I can't handle this, you know. I I start looking at what he's doing. So I, I pull, you know. I had a, I think I had a smile blade on or something, you know. Yeah. I took the smile blade off, and I, and I start fishing again. I get bit and I miss it, and <laughs> it, you know, then I start noticing what's going on. I notice him lifting up really slow and then feeling yep. tension coming on there. And he's fishing this ultralight rod. And and after he caught like the eighth fish, I said, okay, I need, it. I need that other rod that you got sitting <laughs> over there, that ultralight. So I turned around and, and rigged everything up real quick and put it on. And guess what? I caught like 10 fish in a row, yep. like, like as quick as you could, you know, get yeah, it down to the cause, bottom. Because it was such a finesse fishery. It, it was t- Total finesse I mean, fishing. just Total. the slightest bump, and you needed to be, you know, yeah. getting They, they were just coming up and grabbing that, that yeah. glow hook and just hang. It was not a bite. They no. would just come up and, and grab it. We hooked every one of them right in the tip mm-hmm. of the nose. Yep, yeah. So, was, you know, it was fun. just one of those things that you had to be, you had to have that feel. And with that rod that I had, which was, you know, like a, a 6 to 10-pound spinning rod, it, it was just too heavy. And yeah. you you couldn't feel it. Now a couple times I felt bites, mm-hmm. you know, where they come up and, and actually bite it. But yeah, it it, uh, it it was total total finesse fishery. <laughs> yeah, it must have been nice. I got a text that night at like eleven <laughs> fifty, <1150 laughs> and 
Well, yeah, he had a, a live well full of fish. He's like, oh, you really missed out. I was like, hmm, yeah, I guess yeah. I did. Gee, thanks. <laughs> That was like my old hey, stomping Rich, grounds. Hey, too. we caught a bunch of fish, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. And he wasn't there. He wasn't there. That was my old stomping grounds, too. I lived on Loon Lake for an entire summer in college. I was changing water meters for the Stevens County <laughs> nice. water district and uh, getting paid like doctor money. It was silly. And they'd rent this company out of Texas, you know, had to replace them all because they're all yeah. cracking. So they put us up in this little house and we had this like 900 year old man that lived next door and was telling us, you know, how to, you know, fish from the dock and do all that. And this was before I was a proficient expert angler. And, <laughs> oh, <my> uh, God. <laughs> didn't really care about fishing. So we were, uh, you know, we caught some fish. I, we called them silvers at the time. I had no idea they were yeah. kokanee, right? And we were catching them off the dock. Sure. And, That'd you know, we fun. were frying them up and, you know, this is a really bright red trout, you know, the yeah. whole time. We had no idea. <laughs> yeah, right. And we we're just dumb college kids who we were just trying to find people to buy us beer. And, uh, <laughs> We were we weren't twenty one. So Loon Lake's very boring if you're not twenty one and you just live yeah. in a cabin. But uh, no, it's a cool area up there. Oh man, that that was that that whole fishery that mm-hmm. that whole thing that we did when we shot that show was fantastic. Yeah, it was it, fun. It, it was neat. It really was. Yeah, I'm there's lost. a bunch of cool lakes over there. That yeah. one place, you know, you talked about Rock Lake, and uh, we have mm-hmm. another uh, pro staffer who did some ice fishing out there. Sure, and uh, knocked the perch dead with them with that sonic bait fish out there, and yeah. Uh, we, we haven't done a whole lot. They, they did recently do that show. Eric did that show with uh, Justin Angler West on yeah. the Long Lake or Lake Spokane or whatever you yeah. want to call it now. And those fish were so gorgeous. And oh, they were catching man. them on, on Wally Pops, you know, making the trout pop types, yeah. type yeah. deals. And, uh, yeah, that they, they really slammed them. That's a really cool episode. They caught a lot of nice, nice fish. Yeah, they caught – well, those the, all those fish that they put in there, those rainbows – that they put in there are all triploided. Yeah. So they're they're all they're you know they're just packing on food, man. Just it's big, all they all they want to do is eat. Hey, Wally Pop, catch any fish in the water? Yeah. There is. Yeah, oh, I know. So I, if I if I had to pick one trolling lure, you said out of all the max lure stuff, you can only have one. I would absolutely pick a Wally Pop. So yeah. why why though? Because of the because it catches fish. Well, it but, does, but, but but it's the movement and it's the movement, the buoyancy, stays yeah. in strike zone. Well, it, yes. it's you know the surgical tubing is buoyant. You've got a, a float, a float inside it, which is buoyant, and then you've got that that uh, tapered bead that goes down and pins down against the the float, and so what it does, it creates a pivot point. So the smile blade with that one point five inch smile blade on it, it basically creates a uh, like a crankbait type movement yeah. in the water. That's mm-hmm. what I think it is. Like I say, I think it's the movement, really. Yeah, that, the movement of that lure. Sure. They just can't resist it. I, I was fishing down here when I first moved here on the Columbia River, like above Wenatchee all the way to like Wells Dam. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was trying to figure out if there's some walleye on there. And I caught every fish under the sun except for a walleye. <laughs> I didn't really know what I was doing then in a little boat, but... I caught, I just couldn't believe the variety of fish I caught. And then, um, of course, I use it down. I like, it's one of my favorite lures to use when we're fishing below the John Day Dam in the Columbia for walleye. I've caught Chinook on that. Yeah. 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 Trolling for a walleye with a worm. One day I hooked two Chinook right, yeah. in, the, right in the height of the yeah. Sure. Uh, they're, it's an incredible lure. Well, it's a larger profile lure, but they also have the J-series, so you can downsize it, yeah. too. Which is sure. uh, it's cool. A ton of different colors, and uh, yeah, it's a great lure. The cool thing about it is you can pop it open and you can put scent shove down. Shove your scent inside the tube, right? And it works as a built-in scent chamber. Looks pretty good. Pretty good. Well, coffee's getting low. Yeah. I know. 
it's almost time well, for a refill. You know, the, the thing is, is, is the stuff that Eric's doing is really, really good for the industry. I mean, same, same. He's doing the same thing like uh, what Danny was doing with BC Fishing and, and the Club Dog Outdoors. They're teaching people to fish, where to fish, how to fish, what to do, when to do it, how to do it. You know, we've got to get more people into this, into the industry, mm-hmm. you know, and teaching the younger, younger generation to get out there and, and fish. That's what it's all about, you know, showing, showing people what we are able to do and, and are, are out there doing on a daily basis, you know, the average person doesn't, they're not able to get out and do it or, or get all of that information. But with, with groups like this, with the Clum Dog Outdoors, they're able to do it. Yeah. They're able to get that info. Invaluable information. And, yeah. Um, well, they yeah. just do it, they do it without an agenda or an yeah. attitude or. Exactly. They're just, they're just teaching people. They yep. love it, and it comes through in everything they do. And I think that's what's important. Yeah, really cool group of guys. Make sure you go follow them on social media. You can find them at Clum Dog Outdoors on uh, every platform. And you know, maybe shoot Eric a, a friend request, too. He's, he's got a lot of great memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, well, we're going to go refill with coffee and get ready to uh, – we're going to go fishing. So we're going to go fishing. I'm uh, going to catch a ton of fish. Um, I'll just have to go by myself, I guess. So. Uh, <laughs> We gotta tr- go go troll, go troll the docks. We gotta troll the docks. Troll the docks. Put a thumb up. <laughs> anyway, um, be sure to like us on Facebook at Max Lure and Herod Outdoors. Follow us on uh, Instagram and TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Yeah, be sure to rate the podcast and give us a follow because it's the only way that we'll be able to continue to do this. And we really like special coffee, so we'd love to keep doing it. Anyway. <laughs> We'll talk to you next week.